Welcome to the Collecting Confidence Podcast, where we'll explore confidence, what it is, why we need it, how we get it, and how we lose it. I'm John Barry. Welcome. Thanks for joining me at Collecting Confidence. This is John Barrett, and we're going to hopefully find a way to help everyone be a little bit more confident. Today, we'll be talking with author Jim Zugsworth about his new book, Peak Perspective, and the power of mentoring. But let's talk about collecting confidence, those small building blocks that we need along the way to help us get a little bit better. Baby steps. First, we learn to take baby steps, to walk, and then to run, jump, and leap. And in fact, Talk a little bit about gymnastics. I'm a former gymnast myself. When I think of people like two-time Olympian Allie Raceman or Simone Biles or Lori Hernandez, fantastic gymnasts, but they didn't start that way. They had to slowly acquire the skills over time. And even that gold medal balance beam routine, that starts off on a piece of tape on the floor, just doing your routine on a line. And then it goes to the low beam. And then it goes to the mid beam where you can have a spotter standing right next to you. And then it goes to the high beam. And you might have someone with a spotting belt helping you when you get to the tough stuff. But for the most part, you've gained enough confidence that you can be up there. You've gained confidence along the way by doing all those little steps. And that's the whole concept of collecting confidence. You don't start with confidence. You start with arrogance and bravado and being uninhibited. Every three-year-old is happy to be a public speaker. They'll rant and rave in public, but over time, we put our social norms on them, and we make them very inhibited to speak out. In fact, we spend the first two years teaching them to walk and to talk, and the next 16 to be quiet and sit still. So it probably shouldn't surprise us that 73% of the people are afraid to speak in public. Be aware that we're all going through that, collecting confidence as we go. When I was a gymnast, I really went out for the team having no idea what gymnastics was. I wanted to play on the trampoline. And I think I learned a cartwheel my very first day, and I learned a round-off. By the end of my career, I was still doing the exact same round-off, a very powerful round-off that had me bounding up into the air after it. And because I didn't know what to do out of the round-off, I had plenty of time to think about how I was going to land. It was kind of like Wiley Coyote falling from the sky. Plenty of time to hurt myself. But my gymnastics coach could have come over and said, John, have you thought about going out for band? Maybe football, maybe something else. But Mr. Gedeke was encouraging. He was there to help me. He was there to encourage me. He didn't care if I won first. He didn't care if the team won first. He just wanted you to do the best you could, and he didn't want you to be held back by you. I thought that was spectacular. Essentially, be the best you you can be. But he didn't want you to be held back by you. So he would be there, and he would mentor And it's easy to find people that will hold you back. In fact, I often refer in my speeches to people who are coaches and people who are referees. And there are plenty of people out there who want to be the referee, who want to see you do something wrong, blow the whistle, throw the flag, tell you you're too tall, too thin, don't sing well, made a mistake, dress funny. No trouble finding referees to tell you how you're doing it wrong. It's hard to find coaches to tell you what you did right or what you could do next that's right. So build yourself up by getting confidence, surrounding yourself with coaches rather than referees. That'll be an important step towards collecting confidence. Thanks for listening to the Collecting Confidence Podcast. It's my belief that everyone has experience with confidence 
and we either have the trophies or the scars to show for it. If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe and maybe share with a friend who needs to hear this. If you have suggestions for the show, topics you'd like to hear covered, questions you'd like to have addressed, or if you just want to shoot me a line, you can go to the Collecting Confidence Facebook page or contact me directly at collectingconfidence at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you, and I'd love to help you. Now let's go collect confidence. Joining me now is speaker, author, and coach Jim Zugsworth, who will be sharing his passion for mentorship and leadership. He has written a book titled Peak Perspective about how to build your own team of mentors or personal board of directors that can provide a game plan for gaining confidence in your personal and professional life. Welcome, Jim. How are you? I'm great, John. Glad to be here today. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm excited to find out about the journey how you came to write the book, how it's impacted you and other people. That's a great question. For me, it goes back a long way. It goes back to my early days of graduating from college and working for my father. It wasn't until I was in my 40s that I looked back at a time where my dad did something very unique. He invited three other people to come alongside me and mentor me as I was starting out my career in business. So I had four mentors in my early 20s great relationships, great experience about work and life and loyalty. And it was something I, I didn't take for granted, but I didn't really recognize what a great gift it was until I found myself many years later out of a job, nobody around me, all these individuals had retired and were gone and I was all alone and I lost my job and my wife was just hoping I'd do something. I didn't know what to do. I didn't have anybody around me. And it was a new time, very first time in my life I ever lost a job, and it was hard. And losing your job is a great way to have your confidence shot. How did you move on from that? I ended up finding a job in a different industry, and over the course of the next few years, I realized that something needed to change. And then I went to a meeting with a group of guys, and I heard a guy by the name of Robert Lewis, who's written a book called Raising a Modern Day Night, among other things, and he said... I believe that everyone should have their own personal board. And that was kind of like a, a lightning bolt or a boom moment, I call it, for me. And I looked back at the gift my dad gave me in my 20s by inviting other men to come around me and mentor me. And that started my journey on building my own personal board. I'm familiar with the board of directors in the business setting, but until I read Peak Perspective, I've never heard of the concept of a personal board of directors. What is a personal board of directors? I call it a personal board of directors because it's identified as a personal. It's, it's my choice, who I want to be on my board, on my counselors, my team of mentors. And functionally, it has shaped my life here in 2021. It's now 13 years that I've had my own personal board. And they become not bosses to me, but a sounding board. When I face a challenge or even when an opportunity falls in my lap, I don't make any decisions by myself when it comes to my professional life. In many cases, in my, even my personal life, I bounce it by my mentors so I can make quality decisions. That journey has helped me. And then my passion for it said, there are a lot of great books out in the marketplace about how to become a good mentor. What are the characteristics of a mentor? What are the things that mentors do to add value to other people? With all those books out there, how does your book differ from the other ones? My book was really more from my own perspective. I tell my, my own story and then write it out as a guide so that 
if I'm sitting here all by myself and I'm wondering how can I find someone who would be willing to invest in my life, how do I invite them? How do I build that? And so that's what Peak Perspective is about. It's about a guide and I use it to communicate what's helped me so that people can find a way to build their own team. And how many people are on your team or your board of directors? Currently, I have six members on my personal board. I believe everybody should have a minimum of three to five. Uh, I went to six because I'm entering in a new phase in my life. And I asked someone this past year who does that full time, if he'd be willing to be on my personal board. And he enthusiastically said, yes, I'd be honored. It always helps build your confidence to have somebody in your corner mentoring you. But is there any problems with having just one person? The challenge with one person, like most of us have one really close friend you can confide in and talk to. But I found in experience, especially when it comes to business decisions, that one person only could actually be considered an opinion and not forged in the fire of comparison or fleshing it out, the idea and getting someone else to add or subtract or verify what that idea might be. So it's kind of the difference between an opinion and best practices. So if someone was just starting out trying to get a personal board of directors built up, what is the recommended number to start with? I believe three is a, is a good number to start with. You want to have a small group. It's really about building a team that you can lean into for whether it's personal or professional or relational or whatever criteria you want. And so I've found that it's been very manageable to have my six members. Now, I don't, I just clarify, I don't have board meetings. I don't get everybody together. Some of them don't even know each other. Two of them don't even live in Minnesota. But when I have a opportunity or a challenge come up, I reach out and say, hey, listen, I'd like to chat with you about a couple things. And I take that information. Here's what's going on. Here's what I'm thinking. Any other questions I should ask? Anybody else I might talk to about that? And then I take that information and then I talk to another board member and I refine my thinking along the way so that I'm prepared and have confidence in making a quality decision for my circumstance. And Jim, you talked about mentorship being important to you. In what ways has mentorship helped you and how would it help others? In today's society, we've become people who do lots of things on our own. Men in particular say the default to don't get up, I got it. They, I can handle it myself. I'm still capable. I'm confident. I, I can do that. I want to do it. I don't need your help. But the reality of it is life wasn't meant to be lived all by yourself in isolation. And so confidence has been built by having mentors in my life along the way. And there are some people that aren't mentors in my life today, but were in a particular season of my life, mentors to me in business, uh, some in relationships that have helped strengthen my ability to look at a situation today. And because of their mentorship and their guidance shapes my thinking today and helps me do a better job of reacting, of responding, of following through confidently because I've got wisdom, insight, and experience of other people who cared enough to share their experience with me. I know there's a lot of people that don't have the confidence to write a book. How did you come about getting enough confidence to write a book? It's funny you should ask that question because I had been talking about it for a long time, but I will tell you honestly, I never had a dream that I was going to be an author someday was never on my radar, but my marketing degree and my business acumen and sales for the last uh, number of decades have found me writing marketing copy, website copy, marketing campaigns. 
So the writing was nothing new for you. I'm a communicator and a promoter. And in that process, understanding specific language and how that works becomes important. But it wasn't until I started putting together my personal board and I thought, I want to write a book for my sons. I want to pass along some legacy nuggets. And so I interviewed my dad, who was alive back then. And I said, Dad, I want to write a book for my boys about how Zugzorts think, you know, what, what our makeup is and what's important to us. Do you mind if I ask you a few questions? And he was delighted because he knew he was passing along legacy information to my children, not just to me. Yet that book still hasn't been written. I have those notes and I have ideas about it. But along the way, I decided, you know what? I want to write a book because I decided it was time for me over the next couple of decades in my life to give back. And part of that was to speak. And I know that you are an award-winning member of Toastmasters International, but a lot of people don't have the confidence to speak publicly, but you do. I wanted to speak. I know my skill and ability there to add value to other people in front of them started with a level of credibility. So I decided to write a book. And originally, I didn't start writing this book on mentorship. I started writing a book on sales in the business that I've been in, which I'm actually back to working on right now. But I took two pages of notes after interviewing with my publisher, telling them about this idea. And over a period of eight months, turned that into 32,000 words and 10 chapters with no experience in writing a book before in my life. But having something that's tangible, it's pretty surreal when the first you know, author proof shows up and you're holding the book in your hand and you're going, oh my goodness, I actually did this and reading it. And I'm, you know, this is going to sound trite in some ways, but I'll, I'll read sections of it because I'm, I'm teaching on it next week. I'm actually doing a business breakfast where I'm speaking to a group and they asked me to talk specifically about this topic. And I read some of the things that I've written from my experience and I go, you know, this is really good. This is, this is easily applicable to many people in circumstances. And so having a book has been a journey that I never really fully understood but the reward is tremendous. And it's not just for me either. I didn't write the book so I could be proud of myself. I wrote the book so I could help other people find their own team of mentors, customize it to guide them on their journey. And that's some of the sweetest feedback I get is from other people who share the experience that they learned from reading my book and changing their strategy to stop going it alone. All right, I've had a chance to read the book and I got to thinking, what does it take to write a book? How did you get the confidence to write the book? And what were the gremlins that held you back from writing the book? Well, the classic line is the prophet isn't welcome in his own town. So people close to me will look at me and say, well, who do you think you are writing a book and talking about that? And what is it going to be about? Is it going to be any good? Is it going to mean anything? Every time you step out and do something different, there's a question, a personal question about, am I confident? Can I do this? I don't know. Talking with other people, because I have communicated, I've spoken in groups for a long time. I was a corporate trainer for many years and realized what it took to captivate a group for seven hours. It's not the easiest thing to do. And it takes a lot of practice and preparation and the ability to be Gumby-like and flexible along the way. But the reality of it is the confidence slowly came when I realized I was a effective communicator. I've done presentations before. As a matter of fact, two years ago, I was speaking to a group of CEOs in Nashville, Tennessee. And I don't always know when I'm in front of a group who I'm going to have an impact on or who I have the ability to have that impact on. But in this particular case, after I was done, I spoke for about an hour and I incorporated part of my topic of building your own team of mentors into my talk. 
And afterwards, an individual came up to me and he said, Jimmy, I was just hired by my company four months ago to be a CEO for this organization. And it felt like the whole time you're talking directly to me. And I realized there were other people who gave me some nice feedback. And the confidence that I gained from hearing that feedback was I was able to have an impact on someone in a very specific and a profound way. And that gave me great confidence that communicating is important. So you were able to slowly collect confidence in your speaking, but how does that transfer into writing? Speaking about things are important. Putting it into a book is an entirely different process, however. Talking about gremlins, one of the other things that was a challenge was my brain has so full of ideas. Here, I have this, I have that. And then it was like coaching to say, just get it all out. You can edit it later. I was trying to make it perfect initially. And I was like, you can't do that. Just get it all out and figure it out. But my challenge was, how do I get that idea? Oh, here, okay, here it is. I've got it out. I've written it down. Or sometimes I'll go to my whiteboard and I'll talk it out with a digital recorder and I'll just record myself. But then I go, okay, wait a minute, which chapters is this supposed to go in now? How do I make it work from beginning to end? All of those things were real life learning experiences that made it interesting and challenging. And would it be safe to say that along the way you were able to collect confidence in spite of all those gremlins? Absolutely. And part of it was after you, after I put together, so here's the example, after I put together like three chapters, I wrote my introduction and I had the first three chapters together. I knew the guts of the book, the, the five steps to build your personal board of directors. I knew that because that was what I had used to build my own personal board 13 years ago. When I was writing the book, I knew that, but how do I tie it together? So I got some guidance to talk about, there's a, a challenge there's a solution and then there's an outcome. So if you break your book down into three primary components, here's the challenge, here's the solution. And as a result of that, here's the outcome. You have a flow to the message. And so as I got my arms around the first three chapters, I'm like, okay, this makes sense. And have there been people outside of your personal board of directors who have had an influence on this project? Chris Anderson, who is the current owner of TED Talks, he wrote a book on how to do a TED Talk. And so from his words, he talked about the concept of a through line. In other words, from the very beginning, the opening curtain, if you will, in a play to the closing curtain or the beginning of a song or the opening of a story to the closing of a story, that it has to be connected from beginning to end. I strived really hard to do that so that when I got to the end, it wasn't like, where did that come from? It made sense along the way. So as I built things along the way, I started to gain confidence that this message is going to take hold, that it's going to make sense that it's not going to be too complicated, that it's customizable to be personalized by anybody who reads it to their own circumstances. Those are the things I wanted to accomplish. I gained confidence along the way by recognizing that I was tying things together as I went. And once you decided it was a good idea to write Peak Perspective, how long did it take you to actually get around to writing the book? The genesis of the idea started back in 2007, where I began to build my own personal board of directors. I had two pages of notes that had a structure of what I would do if I, as I added people, this is, I'm going to kind of follow my own layout, my own guideline to build my path along the way. I used that as my own tool. When it came to the book, so I was writing this book on sales from the customer's perspective, and I was interviewing with my publisher. 
And in that interview, I said, I've got this book I've been writing for five months. And that was the book on sales. And I also have this other idea about mentorship. And they said, we like the idea about sales, but we really like the idea about mentorship. We think it has more play in a, in a broader audience. And I wrestled, this is the third week in May of 2017. I wrestled with the idea of setting down the book I've been writing every day for four and a half months and picking up two pages of notes and trying to figure out how to turn this into a book. But that's exactly what I did in the third week in May through the second week in November that year, I turned that two pages of idea into that book. And so the idea had been a long time. I didn't really have the mindset going into 2017 that I was going to write that book. Yet that's the one that came out first. All right. So Peak Perspective came out first, but how long did it take you to decide to write the second book? Having a personal board of directors has been very helpful. I was talking to a couple of them in particular, and we've kind of charted a course, if you will, for a series of books. They might be perspective books. I'm not sure. My current working title is The Power of Perspective for my second book, and there may be a series. And so I, the idea behind that is looking at not figuring out that I'm done as I aspire to speak publicly for the next couple decades to give back. I want to speak from a position of authenticity from my own experience, not recite somebody else's leadership axioms, because not that there's anything wrong with that, but credibility uh, and authenticity don't come from repeating what someone else has done. I wanted to speak from my own experience because that's where my heart is. Knowing that the mentorship has been a key component of my life, but also I've been in sales for nearly 40 years. And in that process, in a wide variety of jobs. And in that process, I know that there's experience. And some of the reason I have success in what I do in representative selling is because I take a perspective that's a little different than traditionally closing the sale mentality. So I wanted to have at least two books and I probably will have a couple more by the time I'm done writing. Who knows? Maybe I'll just keep on writing as long as I'm having fun with it. And I am actually having fun with it. Well, that's great to hear. And we'll have you back on for each book you write. If you had one piece of advice to give to someone who is trying to collect confidence, what would that advice be? I would tell them to start believing in themselves in such a way that they believe in themselves more than they can actually see what's right in front of them. Confidence comes with experience. It comes by watching someone else and then thinking you can do it and then actually doing it, stepping out and doing it. Now that I've written my first book as an example, I'm confident I can write another book. If I've never done something before, I may need to find people around me, truth tellers, mentors, who will say to me, as one of them said to me personally, Jim, I know you're thinking about doing that, but I know you and I know that these are your strengths and that gave me confidence because someone else was affirming what I believed about myself and I learned it outside of myself. That individual who gave me that comment after I spoke in Nashville, I knew that I had confidence in my message. I knew that starting with that process begins with stepping out on faith. Do something for the first time. Find out if you like it. Find out if you're any good at it. And as you build it, confidence will come when you have small successes. The real key to building confidence is claiming the small victories along the way, like choosing to say, I'm going to write today. Even if I only write 15 minutes, get one idea down on paper or on a computer, that checking off the little victory, I don't have to wait for the championship. I just need to win today. That strategy builds confidence. 
It doesn't have to be this giant idea. It's the little things that will build it along the way. Thank you. And you've been listening to author, speaker, coach, Jim Zugswert, who has written Peak Perspective. Jim, where can they find that book? That book is available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble, or you can find it at jimzugswert.com on my website, and then I'll send you an autographed copy. The book is Peak Perspective, a great way to collect confidence by having your own personal board of directors. Thanks for joining us today, Jim. Thanks for having me, John. Appreciate it. So today's tip for collecting confidence is you don't have to do it on your own. You can get some help. Find a mentor. This has been the Collecting Confidence Podcast. Thank you for joining me. I'm John Barrett.